Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court and Mazda of Everett. Now, here are former Seahawks Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. You're listening to Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection. The show starts at 7 every Thursday right here on Seattle Sports 710. We are broadcasting live from Bellevue Square Center Court. No Paul Moyer this week. I got my guy, Ray Roberts. And you we know got, it. We got some beautiful fans right here in front of us. And right okay. now we are joined by K-9. That's what they call you? K-9, K-Dub. Let's go, baby. He, this guy had a 69-yard touchdown last week for a touchdown. It was beautiful. And you know what I thought? Man, I'm watching you do that, and I go, man, his first touch for Michigan State was 70. You know, he, he missed it. He missed it by, by one yard. And it sounds like um, Gino went up to the line of scrimmage and kind of audibled into that thing. When you hear the audible and you know you're getting the rock, what are you thinking? Um, pretty much just lock in, you know. Uh, I know I got to read my keys. Um, but with that touchdown, you know, my offensive line and the wide receivers made it much easier for me. You know, if you see the cutback, it's a big hole right there. So those guys work hard, and I feel like they get, need a lot of the credit for that too. For sure. Hey, sometimes a lot of a lot of guys, or when you hear a running back say, "I have to read my keys," mm-hmm. like, and so as a casual fan, you're like, "Well, what are they reading? Are they right. reading the offensive line, the defensive line, the linebackers?" So give us a, just an example of what mm-hmm. those keys are. Right. So um, with the mid zone, that was a play we ran. Um, you know, we read from the end man on the line of scrimmage. You got a lot that goes into it. Right. So like your footwork, it matters, and then. So, like, with that, you read that defensive end. So, from him, then you go to C-gap, B-gap, and A-gap. Gotcha. So, it's like a whole process you got to go through. And that's just one run. So, like, you got a lot of different run- runs with different reads. There's nothing like a zone, man. I-, I played running back a little bit in high school. I was more of a receiver, but the zone allows you to kind of do your thing. So, now there's – you're going to be the starter back there at RB. Mm-hmm. You got Abe Lucas. You got Charles Cross. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't like a text thread? Talk about, hey, Ricky's taking over. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Ricky, Ricky's doing their thing. Nah, um, those guys have done great, you know, since week one. You know, even in camp, you know, those guys have been doing great. And, you know, they work real hard in practice. You know, they compete. So I love being able to see those guys work as hard as they have, but also, you know, be rookies. So it's, like, cool to see. Yeah. So what what is it uh, that you are either have learned mm-hmm. or you are or you're learning about being First of all, an NFL player, and right. then secondly, being a running back in the NFL. Right. So first off, with that, being a pro, like in the league, it's like that's what I had to learn is to be a pro. You know, mm-hmm. so I had to learn to take care of my body more, eat better, you know, eating hard. I mean, eating better is like the hardest part. <laughs> but like, you know, you got to learn how to eat better. You know, sleeping, that was pretty hard, too, because like I love playing a game. Yeah. So like I used to always be up on the game. Like, after I got a routine, and it's like really getting a routine to take care of your body. So, like, once I got that routine, it became much more easier for me. And what was the second question? Uh, what as a, as a running back, okay. what have you learned? Yeah, just be more precise. You know, I can't, like, because the holes close up much mm-hmm. faster, too. You know, the speed of the game changes a little bit. It gets a little faster. So, um, pretty much being more more precise and also knowing that these defenders are super smart, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're talking about eating better and sleeping better because... Uh, my first maybe month in the league, I ate like crap, right. and I did not sleep at all. I'm thinking right. I'm on my my college my college tip, and I used to stay up playing 2K, COD, and Tiger Woods golf. So, uh, what what are your games? What do you Bro, play? I play so many games; it don't make sense. Like, <laughs> so I play 2K, Madden, Call of Duty, but I also play different games. Like a lot of people don't know about it. it's like Elden Ring, 
You got Ghost of Tsushima. Like, it's a lot of samurai games or a lot of games like it's that. It's like adventure like, games? Like yeah, like open stuff? world. You call them open world Open games, world, okay. Like, that's the type of play, yeah. All right. Well, y'all can have all the video games. <laughs> I was off at the lineman, so I got to eat a lot. And so yeah. if I was up late, I was up late eating. eating yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, when, when you look at the, the Seattle Seahawks offense and, and Rashad Penny is out, mm-hmm. you know, Rashad, you, you guys kind of run similar, but he's a bigger body type mm-hmm. dude. So what is it that, what is the dynamic that you're bringing to the, to the offense that, that not made it better than Penny, but just different than right. what he had? Um, I feel like I'm more of a shifty, shiftier back than Penny, you know, but he's a great, like, I'm not, no, not we, we, like, we he's, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, great back, bro. And I love having him with me, but I feel like our difference is, uh, the shifting, shiftiness with me, he's like more of a downhill runner and big guy. He can, you know, truck people. But I feel like I'm more of a shifty runner than Penny is. So I remember seeing your eight-yard run against the 49ers, and I saw something. I'm like, okay, I see what he's doing. And then I see the jet sweep against the Atlanta Falcons, and I'm like, all right, it's slowing down for him. Like, yeah. he's, he's learning. I'm going to get wide. I'm going to get north, north and south. Every week, do you feel like, you're seeing the defense a bit more slowing down for you like how do you feel when you uh when you get the rock every yeah day? definitely you know when i for even when i first came here for my fa- first run in practice you know, we had pads on and like it was a duo and i ran to like the perfect hole and i second guessed myself and stopped uh-huh. so like it was a lot of thinking like going on when i first got here but like as the uh time goes on especially now like during week to week i feel like i get much better and, you know even learning from penny he used to tell me about like like i said be more precise like tell me be more precise about my keys and hitting the hole and never second guess myself so like just having guys like him and you know we got homer and other uh, older guys in the room that's a big help for me well i'm, I'm gonna like uh flex for myself on flex this on, one right here flex. uh so bumpus and myself and paul Moyer were hosting a draft party for the seahawks and the, your pick came up, and we're sitting in this green room, if you want to call it that. And I said, man, they're drafting Kenneth Walker right here. And both of these guys were like, oh, no, nah, I think they're going to go receiver. Or, I don't know, his defensive back. Or something. I'm like, no. Nah, I said defense. Something, something yeah, defense. I was like, no, nah, this dude is like a Pete Carroll type of dude, man. I promise you this is where they're going. So I'm excited that you got here because I right. called the pick, first of all. <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> and then, but then secondly, there's a story about even uh, them trying to get in touch with you during the draft. Can you walk us through that? Yeah. So I always have my phone on Do Not Disturb. Like, I always have it on Do Not Disturb. So the day of the draft, even the first night and the second night, like, like the night mm-hmm. I got drafted, um, we worked on, like, my agent was there, my mom, my dad. Like, uh, I turned off Do Not Disturb. I turned my, my phone up and everything. And then I'm, like, getting them to call me to make sure it's working. So they <laughs> called me, like, five or six times, and it worked every time. So the time come, like, for me to get drafted, and I'm, I'm like, checking my phone, keep checking it. Then I check it again, and it's like five missed calls. I'm like, bro, what? Like, I've been sitting here the whole time. I had it on a charger and everything. So then I'm calling back, and then it's like going straight to voicemail, going straight to voicemail. And then I call them again, and then I guess the front desk pick up, and then they like, um, yeah, who are, like they asked the me who I am. Yeah, like they asked they ask me who I am, and I'm like, I'm um, Ken Walker. You just called me, blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't know who it was. I'm like, I'm Ken Walker. Just uh, you just called me. Did she and act like, like she knew who you were or no? They didn't. No, they was like, uh, no, we don't know who you are. We can't take you to the to the. Um, I guess they kind of flipped the like the call or whatever. So yeah. I'm like, dang, I gotta hang up again. Try to call back. Same thing happened. So finally, the call goes through, and I'm able to answer. And then that's when I got on the phone. So it was like a whole little. It was crazy. So what are you feeling in that moment? Are you thinking? Okay, I'm about. Hold on, first, let me run. Did you look at the area code and say, okay, this is probably a 206 area code that that popped up? 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I didn't. I didn't even pay yeah, attention. No none idea. Of that. No, like I'm trying to just. He was call like, back. I missed like, five calls. I wasn't thinking of none of that. Like I see my uh, myself miss calls. I'm like, bro, I got to call back. Like, so it was a complete surprise when you yeah. heard, okay, Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super. Like, cause you know at the combine you talk to all these different teams, right? So uh, I talked to Seattle, obviously. I talked to him, and then we had a Zoom call, but that was it. Like I never visited or anything. And then. Um, after that, like, we never talked. And then, like, being able to get a call from them, it was, like, crazy because I was so shocked and surprised. That's what's up. That's cool. So you said that uh, you that you and uh, the, the, the big rookies, the big tackles, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, you guys, like Mike was saying, setting it up, all rookies are going to be starters uh, this week. But uh, what what have you seen in them? You talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But what have you seen in them that has allowed them to be to have the success they've had, especially Big A? Yeah, I believe it's their confidence. Bro, the way they approach the game, you know, they come in working hard every day, not just on the field, but also in the, you know, when we're in the meetings and everything, always locked in. So, like, I believe uh, their confidence is a big thing, and I talk to them all the time. And they, they don't talk much, but, like, they're real confident, but they're real cool, too. So I feel like, uh, I don't know, they're just making a great impact on the team. Absolutely. Last one we got for you. What was that moment like with the family? Mm-hmm. Sharing that moment, knowing that you've worked so hard to get here since you were a little kid. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this was a dream of yours. And to share that with them and then to have a 69-yard touchdown right. um, this year. What's that moment like? Yeah, it's a blessing for real. You know, like you said, like since a kid you grow up and uh, you dream of those moments. Like even in high school, college, I used to always like tell my close teammates, I'm like, bro, I won't know what to do if like I make it to the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just crazy. And then like after the run and scoring, it was like a dream to me and it was so surreal because it was like my first NFL touchdown. I'm like, bro, that's crazy. Did you plan that celebration, drop down to your knees and, uh, and pray? That's, that's like been a thing that I've always done. You know, always give... Uh, you know, glory, uh, glory to God. So, like, um, I'm just thankful to be in the position I am in today. All right, y'all give it up one time for Ken Walker the third. Thank you. All right, when we return, we're going to go inside the film where we're going to break down Geno Smith's touchdown to Tyler Lockett. Ken Walker, 69-yard touchdown. Awesome. Taysom Hill breaks off a 60-yard touchdown. That's coming up next right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live. Presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to Hawks Live, presented by Bellevue Collection. Every Thursday at 7, right here on Seattle Sports 710. We're at Bellevue Square Center Court. No Paul Moore. I got my guy Ray what up, Roberts though? right here. You know where we went to today? Fogo de Chao. We had dinner at Fogo de Chao. I don't know. It's not Italian, but I'm doing, I'm doing I'm like, doing some Italian thing is. right now. It's actually well, it's Brazilian. Brazilian. <laughs> it's Brazilian, but it only feels right. Uh, the dinner was great over there. I had lamb for the first time. Anybody had lamb before? I feel like I'm, I'm late to the party. Lamb <laughs> was delicious. Brenna, our, uh, one of our uh, managers, never had uh, lamb, but it was awesome. All right, so now we're going to go into the film room yes, sir. and break this thing down. The first play we're going to break down, Geno Smith finds Tyler Lockett for a 70, excuse me, 35-yard touchdown. So second down and six, 14 seconds to play here in the half. Again, slots to both sides. Smith from the shotgun, Dallas beside him in the backfield. The Saints with three down linemen, they only rush three. Geno steps up in the pocket, going to let it fly down the middle. Got Lockett, touchdown! Seahawks, are you kidding me? Holy catfish, what a perfect throw behind Adebo. 
Safety's deep, quarterback's deep, and Geno Smith lays a perfect pass under the crossbar to Tyler Lockett for six. What a play. Here's the thing right here. Whenever you hear Steve Verbal say, holy catfish, you know something just went down. He said, holy catfish. And I'm going to let you know what went down. So here's the formation. You got a two-by-two two set. It means two receivers to the right, two receivers to the left. Tyler Lockett is the number one receiver. That means he's the furthest receiver to the outside, to the right of Geno Smith. And what he does, he inside releases the corner. All right, once he inside release, his focus is now on the safety. The corner who's trailing him says, look, I got help over the top so I don't have to sprint. I don't have to run and stay on this guy's hip. I know that I have help over the top with the safety. As soon as Tyler Lockett gets inside and he has the corner beat, his attention is on the safety now. So what he does to widening him out, he leans, he nods. Boom. Once he nods, that safety winds out to the right. It opens up the middle of the field. And what Geno Smith does, he drops a dime over the top. This is what Tyler Lockett does. Now, folks, I wore number 16. <laughs> Not like him. You warmed it up for I him. I warmed it up. I said, let, let this wait about six, six, seven years. Yeah. And, and you're going to have this thing. It was thing. coming. You it, it, was it was coming. coming. But, man, it's impressive, impressive to see this guy continue to get open and move defenders the way he does, Ray. Well, not only that, you know, uh, he, he does a, a very good job this year, too, like just being a leader, too. Like he, it, there's something about him. I think on, being on the field that brings calm to the offense as right. well. So uh, not only was he a great route runner there, uh, but then also the, the concentration to catch the ball. And then if I, I would like to bring some attention back to the to the offensive line because if in this formation. Gino is in the shotgun, so he's probably like five or six yards from the center, and then he drops back another five yards, and then the pocket, which is what the quarterback sits in, so the tackles are responsible for the width of the pocket, the guards in the center are responsible for the depth of the pocket. So this pocket is so deep and, and it's so wide that Gino's able to step up about five or six yards to really put some mustard on this throw and then really get some touch on it. So it really does start, even though it ended with a beautiful dime, it starts with the big uglies up front, bro. What position did he play? <laughs> offensive line. It starts right. and ends with the offensive line. Okay, this next play, Ken Walker, 69-yard touchdown. Walker, the single setback, a tight slot on the right side is Eskridge and Lockett. Gino now walks over to talk to them, comes back to the center, talks to Metcalf, now goes under center on second down and short turns, hands to Walker. Got a little running room, breaks free, 40, midfield, he is going to go, 40, 30, 20, look at the rookie, touchdown, Seahawks, Ken Walker the third. He's been bumping around in there all afternoon, finally finds a gap, and he is gone. 69 yards on a touchdown scamper, and the Seahawks have tied this up at 31 apiece. 69-yard touchdown from Ken Walker. I got the old line OG up here. Break it down for me, Ray. Well, it's a it's a single back formation, and uh, and it's gonna it's actually the play that we talked to him about. He was trying to explain while he was up here, but it's a zone play, a split zone, a mid zone, you can call it, to the left. So the play starts out to the left. He's reading that defensive end. So the defensive end is kind of up the field, but the soft spot is in the middle over the guard and the, and the center. And so then he cuts it back to his right. 
And the cool thing about what creates big running plays are two things. One is that you cut the defense, so you create a lane, the defense. So if you are able to see this, there's a lane between Abe Lucas and then the tight end and the two receivers on the backside. And that is the backside lane that he found. And the cool thing about that is that Tyler Lockett actually – his block is the key to this whole thing. He he seals off, I think that, that might even be a safety or linebacker there, which really allows him to kind of open up his stride and get it to that 69-yard touchdown. So in order for the running game to work, it is a total team effort. The running back has to have the vision, the offensive line has to have the push, and then the, the receivers downfield have to do their part when they're not catching the ball and at least get in the way of defenders. And that's how that run uh, ended up being a 69-yard touchdown. All right, so he showed the old line some love when it came to that pass play. Thank you for showing the receiver some love when it comes to this Absolutely, run play. Absolutely, man. It doesn't work without him, hey, bro. It's all a team effort, man. And one of my favorite runs are the zone. Right. I, I love the zone because you got combo blocks. You're reaching. You're getting to linebackers. Receivers have to get in the way of that second level. You get to that third level. We didn't mention D. Eskridge getting just exactly. enough. As a receiver, you, you, you just have to get just enough. Like It doesn't have to be a pancake it block. Not, exactly. You don't have to dominate. You just get in the way and let the running back do his thing. This is a perfect example of everything coming together. All right, this next way, we got Taysom Hill, 60-yard touchdown to seal the game. Two tight ends in the game as well. Taysom Hill. He's going to go left side, and he's going to pick up the first down, and he's going to go all the way for a touchdown. He is down inside the 30. He's being chased. Woolen, can he catch him? Woolen tries to knock the ball out of his hands. Hill gets him for a touchdown. Oh, he giveth and he taketh away. The Seahawks have a huge run by Walker, and they turn right around and give up a big run to Taysom Hill. A 60-yarder as he goes off the left side, and the Seahawks are still having a tough time figuring out how to stop Taysom Hill. And now the Saints are going to go for two as they have taken a five-point lead, 37-32. All right, another run play. Tell me what you saw here, Ray. Well, the thing that I see here is that actually in this game it happened twice when they when they ran a play like this. The side they were running to for the for the Seahawks, actually slanted into the play, yeah. which then makes the corner shorter, actually, and uh, especially if you can't get back there to, make, uh, to, to create some damage. And then uh, Jordan Brooks, uh, if he, this is when you say this game is a game of inches. There's a, a pulling or a leading fullback uh, up into the hole, and if he puts his helmet on this guy's outside shoulder versus his inside shoulder, yeah. He slows that down enough that probably Ryan Neal is going to catch it from, from the backside. He's going to catch up to Taysom Hill from the backside, and then it'll put uh, Quandre Diggs in a better position to come over top to kind of close that gap. Because when you're running to the outside, you're trying to turn everything back to the inside. And in this situation, uh, Tariq Woolen came up, tried to turn it back into Jordan Brooks, and then Jordan Brooks wasn't able to turn it back to the other bad guys, and it created a big hole for Taysom Hill to, to get on his horse and get to the end zone. Big Ray, you described this thing beautifully, and all I see as you are describing this are just little misses. Yes. Right? You don't get it on the right shoulder. Um, unfortunate call, you're slanting the other way. You got Quandre trying to fill a gap. He doesn't make a play. And I think that that's kind of been the Achilles heel when it comes to this defense is that you're almost there. Right. It's not like you're so far off. What are you doing? It's like, yeah, I can understand what's going on here. But technique-wise, you have to be 
dang near perfect to eliminate these big plays. Absolutely. And, and you know, people will look at that play and that run and say, well, the defense sucks or the players suck or you need new players or what have you. And really, it's, it's a matter of maybe 6 to 12 inches is what made the whole difference in that play. And so when we listened to uh, Artie earlier and he was talking about guys getting really comfortable in the defense and really understanding the defense and internalizing the defense so that then they can just play free. They're not trying to think through their assignments yeah. and get. And then you get to where you're going and maybe a little tentative or you're not sure. But when you're able to play free and internalize what you're doing, then you, you end up making the right moves with those six inches. You know, it really, it really is a game of inches. And because I'm telling you, like, if if his if if he had taken if Der, if uh, Jordan Brooks had taken his left shoulder and went through the left shoulder of the puller, yeah. that ball would have bounced back inside, and that's where all the the defensive the bad guys are, as we say. All the bad guys. It's all about inches. That is real. Okay, that was Geno Smith finding Tyler Lockett for a 35-yard touchdown. Ken Walker, 69-yard touchdown, and Taysom Hill breaks one off for 60. When we return, it is time to talk that talk. We'll talk about Rashad Penny, Tariq Woolen, and Bruce Irvin. That is next right here on Hawks Live. Say it with your chest. It's time to talk that talk with Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer on Hawks Live. This is Hawks Live, presented by Bellevue Collection every Thursday right here at 7 o'clock on Seattle Sports Station 710 at Bellevue Square Center Court. Right now it's time to talk that talk. I'm going to talk that talk to that table over there, that one, two gift cards over there. They cheating. Y'all the Astros. Y'all cheating. <laughs> All right, but now it's time to talk that talk. This is when Ray Roberts and I, I spit out a subject. He tells me if he agrees or disagrees. He tells me why I would do the same. If we agree, all good. If not, then we talk that talk. Okay. That's how it goes. All right, so first one right here. Tariq Woolen will extend his interception streak to four straight. What do you think, Ray? You know, I was thinking about this driving in, and I feel like uh, I think he's going to have an opportunity because Hollywood Brown has kind of been their guy, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to get opportunities uh, to cover Hollywood Brown. And so I really do think that he's going to have a chance to get the fourth interception in a row. And with his skill, his length, his speed, I think it's going to happen. He thinks it's going to happen. I'm going to say no. Why not? Because they're not going to throw at him. They're scared. They see the film. They're it's, like, look, man, this guy got three picks in three games. He's got a scoop. Yeah, but he's still a rookie. He's still a rookie. He's still a rookie. He's still a rookie. Especially if he gets like a pass interference early in the game or something like that, yep. then they're going to think he's yep. playing a lot. Hey, it's my time to talk that talk, man. <laughs> Let me talk that talk. Uh, <laughs> I'd say, I'm just saying, no, I don't think they're going to throw at him, okay? You want to add on to your case? Go for it. Well, I, I think they are going to throw at him. I mean, okay. he's, he's, at the end of the day, he's still a rookie, you know what I'm saying? And you're still going to have to, it's like you're going to have to make him prove yeah. that he is who he's been putting on tape. Oh, and I think he's going to have he's, I think he's gonna have a chance. Okay. I'm with that. I ain't mad at that. All right. Next one. For this defense to turn things around, what position group? plays the biggest role. I think it's the big uglies up front, man. Right. Kyle Woods, Puna Ford, uh, Quentin Jefferson, uh, Brian Monet. Those guys, in order to 
every team is going to want to run the ball against them until yeah. they stop the run. Mm-hmm. And in order to stop the run, you have to play on the other side of the line. You have to play on the offensive side of the line of scrimmage if you're a defensive player. And that is a group that's going to have to step up to make that happen. And that, that will then allow the linebackers to be aggressive. You'll see more out of Cody Barton and out of Jordan Brooks if that happens. Unfortunately, but fortunately, we agree on this one. Because, yes, I am an outside guy. I was a receiver in the pros and in college. I was a DB in high school. I understand that if the big boys don't get it done in the trenches, nothing happens outside of that. Whether it be offensively or defensively, it's all about the 60-somethings, the 70-somethings, the 90-somethings. <laughs> the numbers that you don't see on the jersey. Got a exactly. 31 right there. You know what I mean? The numbers you don't see on the jerseys, those are the guys who make football football. So I agree with you right there, Ray. All right, number three. Who has been more impressive, the rookie tackles or the rookie corners? Oh, man, that is a tough one, bro, because you know that I'm a big, huge Abe Lucas fan. And Abe, to me, has been playing at a level that is uh, – he could even – if you wanted to put him in like the offensive rookie of the year type of thing, the dude was a third round draft pick playing like a first rounder, bringing attitude and toughness and all that kind of stuff to the offensive line. And then recently Charles Cross has is playing a little bit more physical, right. a little more active with his hands, a little more violent with his punch, not catching as much in the pass game in the pass protection, but man, on the other side, on the other side, they go through to the on the other, other side. side, man. You got Kobe Bryant who has, who has had his ups and downs, but the dude has caused two fumbles, and then Tariq Woolen actually picked up both of them, or at least one of them. One of them, and then uh, and then you have Tariq with the with you know he's blocked a field goal that led to points. He has a pick six. Uh, you know has two other interceptions. Man, it's really hard. It's really hard. As much as my heart, I know you fighting it. Wants to go with the big uglies, man. I have to say that that those two guys have been super impressive. I mean, it just man. just their impact on the outcomes of games yeah. have been super impressive. Man, I struggle with this one too because I see the success of Gino, mm-hmm. and I know that if those guys aren't protecting, he's not going to have the time. The only time I ever even notice that offensive line is when Gino held the ball too long with right. the Saints and Abe Lucas gave up a sack, but it's like you can't expect this man to block for five, six seconds. Uh, against a dude that has 107 career Cam, Cam Jordan, right? One of yeah. the best in the game. 12 years in the league. Right. This, this is what he does. Um, but I'm going to have to agree with you again and say they have made impactful plays. Now, you mentioned the two forced fumbles by Kobe Bryant. Tariq Woolen's put points up on the board himself. Right. He's assisted him putting Tariq Woolen's responsible for 14 <laughs> points. Yeah, exactly. You know, on special teams and on defense. So I'm gonna agree with you and I'm going to go with that. One. All right, we got more time, so I'm gonna throw to you a curveball right All now. Right. Okay. All right. The Seahawks offense will finish the season ranked in the top ten. Ooh. I will say uh that they can if Shane Wall it, it the the challenge would be Shane Waldron and Gino. Yeah. So like we talked about earlier, if Shane Waldron can can adjust to how defenses are adjusting to his play calling and keep this offensive going and then also Gino can stay within his lane and not try to be Russell Wilson or some other quarterback, but just do what he does, then yeah, I think they have a chance to be. Even even with Rashad Penny out, I really do think 
that Ken Walker uh, III is going to be really close to 1,000 yards rushing. And I, if, if that's able to keep going, this offense will stay on track. And I think they have a, a chance to be in the top 10. The hardest part about this is that we're asking to see something we haven't seen. Yeah. Geno put together 17 games. Right. Shane Waldron to call 17 great games. But all I know is what I know, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that this offense is going right now. Yes, it is. And Geno looks good. And Shane Waldron is opening up his bag of tricks, and he's doing his thing. So, again, unfortunately but fortunately, I'm going to agree with yeah, you. Yeah, and the, here's the other thing, too, Bump, is that um, it's not just – the actual play calling and then Geno executing the play, it's also Geno's command of the offense. Right. Like on all the on Penny's two long touchdown runs and on and on the long touchdown run that that uh Kenneth Walker had, those were audibles. Though that's when Geno Smith is walking up to the line of scrimmage and going like, oh there there's probably a pass play called. I'm audibling to this run play. Yeah. So it's not like a hey I gotta pad my stats and get my 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 throws down the field and completions. I'm putting us in the best position to be uh, successful. And so that's the thing that's impressive to me is that his command of the offense. And to me, that will then allow it also to, to kind of be in that space. I'm with you, brother. All right. We agree. But we still talk that talk. Hey, we can talk that talk. Ain't nothing wrong with a little agreement when we talk. It's my first time on the show. Hey. You know what I'm saying? And you're I'll, killing it. And you're killing it. I'm trying to, man. But Appreciate if you ever you. want a good debate, you know, at Big Ray Roberts on Twitter, that's me. I'll debate everybody. If you ever <laughs> want to talk that talk. <laughs> he will talk that talk with you. He will disagree on how to tie your shoelace. <laughs> that's the case. Hey, There's other ways to do it. Exactly. There's other ways to do it. All right. When we get back, man, we'll give you our show recap and final thoughts and keys to victory. That is next right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to Hawks Live, presented by Bellevue Collection. Every Thursday, right here at 7 o'clock on Seattle Sports 710, we are at Bellevue Square Center Court. Ray, I just want to point out that um, that music that you just heard, that is classic yes, football, is. and it gets me going every time man like i it, all the monday night football across time the, the music is i used to play you know you play uh pick up get tackled like everyone's just on the field and you throw the football up whoever catches it kill the carries what we call it oh, back about well that. we called it pick up and get tackled so anytime <laughs> anytime i would i know yeah i know <laughs> i ain't going there no. 2022 <laughs> not going there guys but uh i would when i would pick the football up that music would play in my head. Uh, and then, dude, nobody could tackle me. Nobody. Nobody. Especially I was like, yo, yo, big, you know what? Eh, Ain't nobody tackling you. Well, th- th- just a little, you know, I was a running back until eighth grade. He was also well, the biggest dude out there. No, past I, I was. Before eighth grade, I, 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 grade, I, grade, grade. I had skills, Bump. Uh, like, yeah, what are you talking about? I'm not about? saying you I, didn't have skills. I kicked that thing to the sideline. It was done. Gone. Knees Especially up. if one of my shoes came off, it, I felt like it was like turbo. It made me faster. <laughs> and so I would be like, hey, that shoe came off. They're not going to catch me. Turbo the boost. problem was that every time I scored, my dad bought me a foot-long hot dog. And so then... <laughs> I, I ate myself out you, of position. You put the weight on. There you go. And now you were the 10th pick in the NFL <laughs> draft on the offensive line. Yeah. So, so uh, thank you, uh, uh, Papa Roberts, for making Absolutely. my guy who he is today. But let's talk about these these Arizona Cardinals, man. They're such a, a volatile team. Yeah. Like, you don't know what you're going to get from these guys. You got Kyler Murray, who is clearly one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league, not one of the best quarterbacks, but one of the most talented 
And then you look at their running back situation. They have three running backs down last week, Ray. Right. So if there's anything that's looking in the Seahawks' favor is that the running back situation might be suspect because the Hawks are last in the NFL against the run. Yeah, and the thing that they, they can't do in this game is allow whoever they put in the backfield to beat them. Right. They, they have to, this is a game where they have to completely shut down the running game. And then you have to know that they're going to have a handful of design runs for Kyler Murray, where it's a draw play or what have you. Then he's going to have his scrambles. So you can't allow him and, and, and those running situations to, uh, to beat this defense. And you can't uh, allow him every time that he decides to scramble to keep the chains moving. Yeah. So you're going to want him to, you want them to shut down the run and then make him prove that he can throw the ball and beat you. If, I think if you get to that place, uh, I don't think, I think the Seahawks are, I'm not going to say it's going to be a cakewalk, but it'll be an easier game if you can get to those things done. Yeah, the, um, the unscripted things are the things that worry me the most mm-hmm. about the Arizona Cardinals because you can have the perfect defense for a smash concept, the perfect defense for a zone concept. But when that young man gets in the backfield and he passes the ball two or three times and he scrambles all across the yard, um, there's no plan for that. No. <laughs> you just got to depend on your eyes and, and depend on guys getting to the football. So that's the X factor for me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, with James, I think James Conner may be even down yep. again this week. He was their leading rusher. And then Kyler Murray is a second. I think there's another running back that has 136 yards, and Kyler has 135. So essentially he's their second leading rusher. So you can't allow him to be their leading rusher yeah. and throw the ball uh, and effectively. So it's going to be important for the pass rushers to get after him get some hits on him, get him, get his feet happy so he's not, like, looking down the field a lot. And then uh, and then the secondary, I think, play a little bit tighter. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, other than Hollywood Brown, who has some speed, I don't think there's a, they have a receiver that can just outrun you down the field. But So I think they can kind of squeeze the, the coverage a little bit, make him make some tight, uh, you know, uh, precise throws. And I think the defense will have a chance at least, I don't want to say it's a get-right game, but perform better than they have in the last few weeks. And then offensively, I'm looking to see if the Hawks can continue to, like you say, at least be a threat to run the football, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to rush for 200 yards. It'd be nice. Right. You want to rush for 200 yards. But if you can have three-yard, four-yard gains, break one for 15, 20 yards, it makes that defense have to play the run, and then it allows Geno to do what he's been doing, which is play action, toss the ball down the field. And when the play action is working, that means the tight ends are heavily involved in this game. Yeah, I, I think if they if they stay to their plan, man, and, like, uh, get targets to all the, the tight ends using the running backs, Obviously, the receivers get them involved in the game. But I, I really do think if, if uh, Kenneth Walker can have somewhere between 60 to 100 yards, I think the offense will be clicking because that means that Geno's probably going to scramble for like another 15 or 20, and then DJ Dallas is probably going to have another 10 or 12. And so that's going to get you like close to you know over 100 yards in the rushing game. And if that's happening, then that means that this offense has a chance to stay on schedule and, uh, and they can just still use all their play action. They can still use their short routes to the tight ends, their intermediate routes to the tight ends. They can take their shots down the field to DK and, and uh, Tyler. And then I think we'll see a lot of what we've seen the rest of the, the start of the year. And then we have to get the offense back to being efficient on third downs. They were one for eight, one for nine on third downs. Before last week, 
they were top three when it right. comes to third down efficiency. And we're not used to that. We're used to seeing this offense being in the, the bottom three when yeah. it comes to third down. So I, I'd like to see that get going, too. And the thing that hurt them last week were the penalties. Like, it's, and it's, it's hard to convert, you know, third and double digits, you know, and getting those penalties on second down. So a lot of people think, like, the third down efficiency is a piece that you have to win, but you really have to win first down. Because first down sets the tone for the re- for the next two downs. So you can't have negative plays on first down. You can't have penalties on second down that then put you in those third and long situations. You Because then in that situation, the defense is at the advantage with the calls they can make. When you get to second and five or third and four and short, then you have your whole playbook at your disposal to, to, to call plays. Otherwise, it's third and 10, third and 11, third and 20. Just it's hard to find calls for that, and so I think they found themselves in that situation too much last last week, and so this week hopefully those penalties cut down. They're more successful on first down, give them a better chance to be successful on third. All right, that all sounds good. Hey, clap it up one time for my guy Ray Rogers hey. for joining us on Thursday. All right, hey, special thanks to Darren Urban, Artie Burns, Ken Walker for joining the show. Our Onboard operator, Brady Robing, on-site engineer, Brenner Rogers, production assistant, Nishant Kandapudi, Mr. 145, and our executive producer, Nasa Chobi. The Seahawks pregame show is live this Sunday at 10 a.m. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Bumpus, with Ray Roberts. We'll see you next week right here on Hawks Live.